Hello, and welcome to the bonus round. This is episode 157 of the Weekly Recap Bonus Edition. Tyler is back hanging out with me for probably another 30 minutes or so before I pass out on the bar. Uh, <laughs> still here, still here. I'm not, you need a SWAT team, the FBI to get me out of it because I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> or just an Uber to throw you in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that, that works too. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, as we talked about on the episode, you know, we're very hype about the, uh, the drink the cookie table coming up here, drinking a lot of beers in public together. But there are some other things that we wanted to touch on outside of the beer realm, right? So, this is going to be a free for all. We're just going to talk about whatever the fuck comes up, okay? Uh, now, this is something that we've been hinting at since the first time you were on the podcast, the legit yes. podcast, not the. Uh, lost episode that we talked about earlier, uh, <laughs> <The> <laughs> which, lost episode. which nobody is ever going to hear. I still have it on my hard drive, but do you still have that? I definitely do. Uh, oh my God. I, I want you to mix that and send it to me. <laughs> no, 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 no. We can listen to it together, but I'm going to okay. stay, I'm going to stay in control of the media there Fair enough. Uh, fair because enough. that is not something that we're going to blast out into the ether. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's probably fair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, like, the more and more I think about this, this podcast has absolutely less and less to do with craft beer and more and more to me having fun with it. And yeah. I love that about it, honestly. Like, I, 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 hope that pe- I hope that people listening love that, too, because a lot of people come back. I mean, we're getting over 100 plays a week, which I think is pretty good for what nice. we do. Um, up to, like, 400, 500 a week, which is a, a pretty legit number, I think. Yeah, I'd say so. But I got to say, I think that Sarah and I, if we can put aside our marital differences and actually get together and do this thing, I feel like the Gilmore Girls podcast would really take off. Like, Dude, if you guys do a Gilmore Girl podcast and I'm not the third co-host of it, I'm going to be... I think our friendship's over. <laughs> <laughs> well, so... Uh, now I'm going to throw this out there because I feel like it's a good premise, right? I, I, I feel so. like the, the, the general state of the show is that I hate Gilmore girls and Sarah loves Gilmore girls. So we call it Gilmore or less. <laughs> I like that. I and, like that. and I think that we could really have a good back and forth because I can point out all the annoying, stupid shit that they do throughout every episode. Right. And then Sarah can be like, no, this is why they do that stupid shit or that annoying shit. And we're going to, I I feel like when we get this off the ground, I'm going to be so meticulous about being over the top with it that I'm going to make every episode exactly the same length as the TV episode. As the episode, that's awesome. Right? Like, I feel like it would be so stupid not to do that. But at the same time, like... I want it to be annoyingly perfect. So where I'm just going uh, for like 15 seconds at the end of the episode, just, just to get the there. You know? <laughs> so you should do it like, you know, like, like you watch a DVD, they do the DVD commentary track with a director where like he's watching the movie and talking over it. You should do that with the show. Like you're watching the episode. You've already obviously watched it prior. So you like have it in your head. And then while things are happening, you're like, Hey, this is like why this is stupid. Hey, <laughs> L- Lorelai blew it right here. Like she's 
she should never have gotten back in bed with that piece of shit sea money. Like, <laughs> God, I hate Christopher. I hate that the worst character on the entire show. Oh, he is the biggest piece of shit known to man. He's a bad person. Oh my God. (laughs) At every turn, he is the weakest of us all. And Luke's daughter sucks too. Well, yeah, I mean, she's, she's boring and annoying. She's like 11. She's allowed to suck. Like, (laughs) I don't have high expectations for her. I have like, I have high expectations for Rory's father. Right. You would think that there would be, there would be some sort of redemption arc there. And there Nothing. just isn't like no. the only time he is redeemingly awesome is whenever they're in Paris. Yeah. Uh, I gotta say, like I've seen every episode of the show way too many times, <laughs> but the idea that, that he like, they elope in Paris without the Gilmore's is amazing to me. That, that yeah. to me is just like total fuck you to Emily and, and Richard, Richard. and Honestly, Edward Herman is the greatest actor on that show. Period. Oh, far and away, he's like like a, like a heralded like theater actor, like yeah, classically trained like Shakespearean actor. Love that guy. I would watch. Yeah. I would watch him read. Go the fuck to sleep. Like <laughs> watch watch him do it. Not just listen to him, but actually watch him read the book. And like he gets shat on the entire series. Like he is like the. He is like this upper echelon character that just gets pushed down because yeah, he's a of e- bag, like yeah. uh, uh, just oh man I, I could I, I could rage about Gilmore Girls for so long. Uh, <laughs> well, let's do it on a podcast. There's what like eighty episodes or something total between the, yeah. the main show and the uh, the, the uh, year in the life. So yeah. No, I'll, I'll see you and Sarah every every Wednesday from now until 2024 for Talking Gilmore. <laughs> Gilmore or less is what like I'm calling That one's good, yeah. So there's already there's there was already a podcast about it called The Gilmore Boys. Yes. It's like yeah. these two these two dudes that talk about the Gilmore girls. But they love it. Incredible. They, yeah, they yeah, ride they, for it. Yeah. So like I feel like having that juxtaposition of like her absolutely adoring it and me uh, uh, you know, just absolute disdain for the Gilmore girls. Yeah. Um, and then you, who is the, the innocent bystander would be perfect. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like it would just be a fantastic ride. No, we fit great. So that, <laughs> that show was like the first, like that was like the big first big quarantine, like watch that my roommate and I did. Like when things were, everything was shut down. There was nothing to do but sit on the couch and get drunk and watch TV. <laughs> we were like, "Dude, you want to watch Gilmore Girls?" And we're both like, "Yeah, like why? Why not?" Right? And by like the, the, the first episode, we're like, "Oh, dude, this is gonna suck. Like, we're gonna hate this." But the third episode, like, we're singing the theme song as like it, like I guess it's happening. I bought, dude, I bought a, I bought a Gilmore Girls poster that. Uh, is on our wall now. It's it's called. It's, it, the caption is "Life Short, Talk Fast," and it's Lorelai and Rory sitting on this couch with a bunch of pictures of pictures of Luke and uh, oh, what's the uh, shit? Jess? Logan. Oh, no, Logan. They, yeah, I, we 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 call him Coke Guy because there's no way that guy isn't doing Coke every single day. <laughs> Trust so fun Coke Guy. Yeah, sometimes I forget his real name. Personally, I'm Team Dean. I know that's unpopular, but... Um, oh, Dean sucks! Dean he sucks! He's needy and moody and broody, but I also love One Tree Hill, and he reminds me a lot of Lucas Scott. Did you... Okay, so transitioning then, 
Did you ever watch Supernatural? No, I never did. I've heard it's spectacular. There's a, that's a long show there, right? There's like 14 seasons. Oh, there's like 17. Uh, I can't but I can, I no, can't no, that. I get it. But Jared Padalecki plays Sam Winchester, right. and right. he's phenomenal in it. And I just hate Dean from Stars Hollow. Like, he's just such a boring, stupid character. And he's mopey. He's mopey and dopey. Mo- yeah. Mopey dopey Dean, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, you should definitely watch Supernatural. Uh, that's just, it's so much of a commitment. You it's know? an it's investment like, for sure. But yeah. they, so this, it was a show that I was super into for like six seasons. And then I felt like I, it, it deserved my attention for the rest of it. Okay. So the first season is a very monster of the week, kind of like a twilight zone. X files. Okay. Yeah. Same kind of yeah. vibe. Right. And then they open up the story to, like the family and like the drama and it gets so fucking good okay. by, by like season four. I couldn't stop watching. Like I'd be up till three, four in the morning, just powering through episodes because oh. they're, they're hour long episodes. So it's not short and they're 24 sure. episodes a season. So you're talking about a full day's worth of TV per season, yeah. per season. And there are 17 fucking <laughs> seasons. Uh, That's like half a month of your life. Right. You (laughs) might as well just call it supernatural plus your family. Like it it just, it's nuts how like, but so I guess the best season to me, and I'm not going to give anything away. Okay. I'm trying, I'm going to try not to spoil anything, but I mean, obviously I'm going to say some things that are kind of spoilery. But the best season to me is they are trying to stop uh, Lilith, who is like the queen demon, from opening hell, like okay. unleashing hell on Earth. And they're they're trying to fight based on these seals that break, okay. and like and so you got angels, you got demons, you've got vampires, you've got. Uh, Freaking uh, chupacabras, like all this other crazy. Like I'm not even like there's there's just crazy shit, and the whole season builds up to this like don't break the 66 seal, and it's just like the entire series builds up to this point, and then it gets absolutely fucking bonkers afterwards. Like it just spreads, and everything gets crazier and crazier after that. So. Huh. It's like a pivot point in the series, but at the same time, it's also like you could watch it up until the final episode of that season and be totally cool with just ending it there. So yeah. it's it's one of those stories that like they definitely made the most out of it, but at the same time, like Jensen Eccles, who plays Dean Winchester. How funny is that it didn't make uh, Jared Padalecki Dean in that show? <laughs> Maybe just he was Dean in everything. Right. Exactly. <laughs> And then you have uh, Sam Winchester, like they're brothers, and the, like the whole dynamic just gets nuts. Huh. And, and the dad's involved too, right? Who is the dad? Like someone famous as well? Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah. Yes. Thank yeah. You. Okay. So uh, and then Maybe there's there's so many like cameos and like they have recurring characters like uh, what's her name uh, Felicia Day. 
Okay. From like G four, right? Like she yeah, like yeah. back in the day. Um, she she plays uh, like in one episode she meets Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz, oh. and it, like it's the craziest. Like I, I mean, they have to fight the Wicked Witch like in an episode. Like it's it's the wildest thing. And so, like, you've got all kinds of, like, cameos coming in and out. You've got, uh, like, the story interweaves, and there's always, like, a fourth wall break in uh-huh. every season. So, like, they have an episode where they're in real life, and, like, they go by their real names. <laughs> like, it's it's so bizarre. And they always, they always do, like, a funny episode every season. And the one... That uh, that sticks out to me is like the unlucky rabbit's foot episode, and like uh, Jensen Eccles' character gets it, and he like loses his shoe down a storm drain, and he's like standing there, and he's like, "I lost my shoe." <laughs> <laughs> or no, that's that's actually Jared Padalecki that loses his shoe, and he's standing <laughs> there, he's standing there with one one shoe on, and he just like looks down at the storm drain, and he's like, "I lost my shoe." <laughs> Like, <laughs> he's being mopey and dopey. Exactly. He channels. He channels in your energy. Ah. Oh, what's, what's Dean's last name? Is it Dean Forrest? No, not Forrest. Dean Forrester is like a real actor. Yeah. What is the name of the guy from? Uh, oh my god! Dean? I I just watched an episode that like gave it away, and I cannot remember. Shit, Dean. Oh my god! All right, hold yeah, on. No, D- yeah, Dean Forrester is the guy from uh, Breaking Bad that plays the. Uh, like the the disappearer, uh, <laughs> the disappearer. No, oh my, dude, his name is Dean Forrester. I was right. Are you serious? Yeah. Do you think that was like intentional? Because I'm pretty sure that's the brand from Breaking Bad too. Oh no. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm totally off base. You might just, be. <laughs> Dean I'm just, I'm just, I'm just Forrester. Drunk. No, no, no. There's no Dean Forrester that's famous. Okay. At least, so, on, uh, at least not on for, IMDb. Ex- <laughs> except for Jared Padalecki. <laughs> yeah, so Robert Forrester is the uh, is the disappear. So I was I was somewhat on base there. I'll give myself a pass on that one. Robert Forrester was the was the uh, disappear that owns the vacuum cleaning supply uh, business in Breaking Bad. Oh, okay, okay. So I was I was somewhat close there. So I'll, I'll give myself a pass on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what? I'll let that one slide. You allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> um, so, uh, um, I've been recently, I just finished actually, speaking of other TV, I just finished Friday Night Lights for like the 15th time in my life. I've never um, seen it. I mean, I, I know some of the social references and stuff like that, but I, I've never actually seen it. It's so good. It's so ridiculous. Like, it's so funny to see like Tim Riggins, who is a man in his, easily in his 30s when he starts season one. And he's supposed to be. They they retcon a bunch of the, the characters. So I think originally all of them are supposed to be seniors, except for like um, Smash Boy was going to be a junior. But like then they're like, oh shit! Like this show's taken off. Like we can't do all new characters next year. So uh, just Jason Street, who got handicapped, is a uh, a senior, and everyone else was apparently a sophomore in high school. Which- so like they have like two more years of them. It's like, no, like, Tim, Tim Riggins was a man in his 30s. Like, he's drinking beer with his brother and, like, having sex with every girl in Dillon, Texas. He's not 15, 16 years old. He's a grown adult man. <laughs> but, like, they're like, no, we need him to do, like, two more years of football stuff. So, like, yeah, no, he is. He is He is a child. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, 
off-putting, I would say. It's, it's a little ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> but, but I dude, mean, the show also, was so entertaining. But like, so was like Saved by the Bell. Like, they were all in their twenties. Like, dude, look at look at Mario Lopez. That guy was shredded, and he was to be a high school wrestler. Like, he's a dude. He's a grown ass man. Right. That dude could have been in WWE for forty yeah. years. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I can believe that Screech was a high school kid. Right. Like, none of yeah. the rest of them. No, no. Those girls were like easily like 25, 26 when they were filming that shit. Like, oh, yeah. Dude. There was there was no way you could believe that. And I mean, most of those dramas are that way. Like, even uh, Dawson's Creek was the same way. Like, I, I had to bring it up. I had to bring it up. <laughs> I still have not watched, although now I can. They recently added the original theme song back to uh, the Netflix like series. So it was some bullshit other theme song that they like used as a placeholder because they couldn't get the rights to I Don't Want to Wait. Yeah, and I, makes sense. I, wa- I watched episode one, and I, I think I literally DM'd Jesse, and I was like, dude, I'm not watching any more Dawson's Creek until <laughs> Paula, Paula Cole's back in the mix. And, that, and now it is, so I, I guess I can watch Dawson's Creek now. There it's you go. As, it's not as good as One Tree Hill. It never will be, and I don't want to hear anything to the contrary. But, um, yeah, at least I'll, I'll give it a shot. I think... Honestly, the the worst thing about streaming services is the rights because yeah. they butchered, and I mean absolutely gutted, Scrubs. Dude, Scrubs was terrible with all the new music. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm telling you, the soundtrack to the first like three seasons was some of the best musical orchestration ever, and I'm talking like. That was, it was like just basic stuff that yeah. like everybody was listening to at the time. It was all that like emo, like uh, early the fray, like just, just the stuff that you saw in all the medical dramas and they had to use it because they were like making fun of it. Right. Yeah. And like scrubs is great. Don't get me wrong. Like there are some, there are some episodes or there are some like terminology that they use now. That's a little bit questionable. Um, PC wise, right? Yeah, and, and like some stuff that they say that's like, eh, you know, maybe you shouldn't be saying that. But like, you gotta look at through the lens of it was 2000, 2002 or two thousand three. Yeah, know? it's, it's, it's uh, kind of different. I guess I get like. So I am a firm believer in if it's wrong at the time, it should be wrong all the time, right? But Fair. but it, I can understand. Again, we talked about this uh, before the the art for art's sake, not the artist. You know, yeah. Um, but just completely replacing a song with something else is really fucked up. No, and that's, I totally agree. and that's the problem is like now, now we all have Mandela effect or Mandela effect. Which yeah. one is it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but now we all have Mandela effect to like what song was playing whenever the scene's going on. And now it's like, I want to buy the DVDs or I want the hard copy. I want to record ABC's showing of it from, you know, 2002 and like watch it for its original, like what it was meant to be because like they had, um, they had a couple of episodes and I, I, the only reason I remember this is because Colin Hay was on the soundtrack a lot. um, Men at at work. Yeah. And yeah. Overkill. Exactly. Overkill is the exact one that I was thinking of. Thank you for knowing what I'm talking about. (laughs) That 
that song, his acoustic version of it. It's so good. They totally fucking cut it. It yeah. was gone. And I was like, what Dude, the fuck? And that fuck? was like important to the show. It like, was it was important to the scene at least. Yeah. Because like the whole thing about it was that episode specifically was just like JD developing into this actual doctor. Yeah. And like then the, it wasn't there. And I was like, this doesn't even like hit the same. It doesn't even feel the same. It, it's not even on the same freaking planet. And, yeah. oh my God, it was so infuriating. No, dude. So for, for me, Scrubs is one of the, the most, like music wise, like the most like impactful shows I've ever watched. Like, um, I know Zach Brack was pretty heavily involved with like the, like the pr- production and like, like the music selection of that show. Um, I mean, he did, I know he did all of the music selection and everything for Garden State, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. He won an, a, an Oscar, I think, either an Oscar or a Grammy for the, the soundtrack of Garden State. Yeah. He picked all the music for it himself to go along with it. So everything they do in that show is very deliberately chosen for how it fits the scene. But I can pick out a ton of different scrub scenes where the music really impacted like how the viewing experience came about, you know, like, yep. yeah, you said like overkill is a great example. Um, my favorite episode of scrubs is my point of no return when him and Elliot almost get back together right before she marries Keith and they're playing uh, Alive with the Glory of Love by Say Anything. Yes. That's, yes. That is a perfect scene for that, me. That song to me holds a special place in my heart. Uh, yeah. Just because that was one of the first, uh, I'm sorry, not one of the first, but like uh, I saw Say Anything with, um, shit, I can't remember what show it was, but uh, Sarah was there, right? Like yeah. my wife was there and this was 10 years before we ever dated. Like, yeah. And we were at Smalls, and it was just this raucous, like, pure Max Bemis giving the most to a show I've ever seen. And, like, that it just hits different, you know? Like, like hearing, yeah, yeah. hearing him sing about his grandparents in the Holocaust is just gut-wrenching right yeah, and, and it's but it's this like poppy it's like fun it's happy like but it's like it's it's pure passion as well that song yeah. is like you can it's palpable like how like passionate that song is like, yes said, the lyrics he said he pulled the lyrics from like letters that his grandparents wrote to one another when they were like hiding in, in basements and shit trying to avoid nazis yeah like that's that's a it's a spectacular song and it fits the scene so perfectly that i can't envision it as anything else and then there's other examples as well i mean like in the, in the finale, the true finale, season nine doesn't exist in my opinion of Scrabs. Uh, okay, pause. We gotta, yeah. we gotta, we gotta unpack this real quick. Yeah. Okay. Keep, keep the, the true finale in mind, but yeah, season nine had some very funny lines. I agree. Okay. It's not there were horrendous. It, no, it is horrendous. Don't get me wrong. I, I will, I will die on this hill. Season nine should definitely not have happened, but there are some one-liners in that se- in that season that are m- like some of the most iconic Scrubs lines. Season eight has more, yeah, but season nine has a few that are just bangers. Like, <laughs> uh, I-, I can't think of one specifically right off the top of my head because we're just now bringing this up. But <laughs> the in the in the true weekly recap style. Uh, let's get back to the, the true season finale, season eight, right? 
continue. So, yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> dude, I agree with you. The, the thing with season nine is that it should have been a different show. Yeah, they should have. They shouldn't. They shouldn't have called it Scrubs season nine. It should have been like when they did Saved by the Bell, the college years. It's a different show. Exactly. So, yeah, it should have been a like different thing. It's it's a, it's a sequel, but it's not the same thing. Scrubs you know? school or like something. Yeah, just yeah. something different. Like yeah, Scrubs ended in season eight. When JD JD has his last day at Sacred Heart, and he uh, he's walking out, and he sees all of the patients that he's you know he's helped over the years, and he walks out, and he watches like a flash forward of his life to um, what the, the Book of Love by uh, Peter Gabriel. Yes, which uh, I always thought that like maybe some of these, these shows like only seemed that impactful to me. It's very you know eighteen year old thing to think. And then I, my, my oldest cousin got married, and her and her husband, he is a uh, surgical resident. She is a pharmacist. Uh, and their first dance song was to that song, Book of Love by Peter Gabriel. And I, like, I, I saw them like later, and I was like, hey, like, is that like, is that, like from Scrubs? And he's like, oh my God, we're the first person to get that. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, we both like love Scrubs and like seen it so many times. Like, that shows like, like means so much to us. And I was like, yeah, like, like the the music, like the music in that show, like it, like you you feel things, and like, there's, like right. there's a lot of a lot of a lot of shows and movies that just sort of like you know shovel shit, like pop hits that like are gonna like people are like, oh I know this, but it doesn't really mean anything towards the scene. Like yeah, Scrubs is one show that never really did that. They never lost like their, their you know their independence like that. They 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 put music in there that they felt added something to the scene. Yes. Uh, one of my favorite songs from the soundtrack is, uh, I think it's Jason McKay is his name. Okay. Uh, it, it's the one that starts out, uh, some days I feel like crying, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. that like that scene when they're playing that song, it just, it like makes so much sense with what's going on. And I have no uh, idea what the name of the song is. I cannot remember it for the life of me. Uh, but it really like resonates. Like I, I can hear that song now and just know exactly where I was when I was watching that episode. Yeah. And there's so much of that in that show. Is that the, are you having a good time? No, no, it's a no, diff- it that, that's similar. a different what are you song. It sounds similar. Uh, shit. Now I'm going to have to look it up because <laughs> I know, like I know all the lyrics. Yeah. And I, I don't want to sing on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. So, uh, Have It All. Have It All is the name of the song. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm going to cut out the singing there. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody can hear me sing that song. Uh, especially because I know I got the lyrics wrong. But, uh, <laughs> okay. yeah, but the song is called Have It All by Jason McKay, I think. Okay. I'm pretty sure, okay. it's, I'm pretty sure it's Jason McKay. But, like, the episode that that's in is in the first season... And it's very much like these people are actually growing up is is like what the feeling is, you know, like they're, they're first year resident or their first year uh, interns at a hospital and like really just like going through the shit. Right. Like, I mean, I, I've never worked in a hospital. I don't work in medical. I, I cannot imagine my life like that because honestly, you show me like somebody's like gross cut on their arm and I'm like, you know, like I can't do it. But Scrubs is a great show, and they they really like <laughs> they really nailed the music. It's crazy how well they blend drama and comedy, and like 
you're laughing the whole time, but you're also feeling things and like you're, it makes you emotional. Like, like dude, like I've, I've cried at episodes of Scrubs before, man. Oh, like the, um, hands the, down. The, one of the early episodes with the old lady that tells JD she, she should go on a picnic and, you know, um, yes. that one's big to me. The, um, the one where JD and Cox go through the five stages of grief with a patient that gets, uh, gets sick from the intern that like, didn't wash his hands. And then my favorite, like of like the emotional stress episodes, is probably uh, my last words. The one in season eight when uh, JD and Turk skip steak night. Yes. Oh my god. He, he drinks a he drinks a beer. So we're tying it back into weekly recap stuff. You know, <laughs> I'm sure it was not a, a, a DG hazy. It was, it was probably like a, if anything, it was. Miller Lite or something. Old Milwaukee no. or something, yeah. yeah it was Old Milwaukee's. <laughs> um, but no, like, they like, they talked to him about, like, like, like you know, how they, you know, they, they accept your death. Then Turk's like, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm terrified of dying. Yeah, <laughs> like, that one, that one fucks me up every single time. Yeah. The it's one. Because it ends with death, as you get to the music thing, it ends with Death Cab for Cutie, I'll follow you into the dark. Yeah, yeah. It's like, a, like, the saddest song of all time. <laughs> the worst, the worst episode of Strubs, and and I mean this from the the way it makes you feel, is the uh, and I don't remember the name of it, but it's uh, Brendan Fraser's funeral. Oh my god! I blocked that one. I blocked that one out. Like I just I can't remember that episode. Like every time it's on, I'm like, nope, skip. Like I'm I can't do it. It's so damn good though, dude. It it's really the, is. The music moments, dude. Like that's uh, the first time I ever heard Joshua Raiden was that song. They play Winter by him over yeah. like the, where Cox realizes that they're at, at the funeral and not at his son's birthday party. Like, yeah, how fucked up is that? Oh, God, where it kills me. Where do you think me. we are? Where do you think we are? Yeah, like, and the whole time, like, Brendan Fraser is part of the episode and he's like real and he's there. And then you realize it's it's like Fight Club. Like, he was never there to begin with. Yeah, you know, and it, it totally fucks with you. And but you see the, the little little Easter egg they do for that one, right? Like I saw it on Reddit. That, like, yeah, no, I, he, he mm-hmm. wouldn't be caught dead without his camera. And from the point that he dies on in the episode, he's not wearing his camera around his neck anymore. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's and they do a lot of little like, little things like that in Scrubs. That's what it's, it's such a great show, man. That's why yeah. I love Bill Lawrence. Um, yeah. And and I don't know if you ever saw Clone High. I never did. No. You, you definitely should, if you can okay. find it, it's on, I, I think it's on YouTube. Like you can watch the episodes, but, uh, so clone high was his first like TV show uh. and it's same, same kind of thing. The, the music fucking kills huh. like it's, it's a lot. Uh, so, uh, the basic synopsis, and I will tell this to everybody. I will shout this from the mountaintops. If you ask me about clone high, I will tell you every single scene of every single episode, Yeah, but Basically, what it is, is they take a bunch of historical figures and they clone them and they're in high school. And so the main character is Abe Lincoln. His uh, love, his love interest is Joan of Arc. His best friend is Gandhi. And his nemesis is JFK. (laughs) And uh, his like his crush is Cleopatra. Interesting. So. It's this, it's a cartoon. Yeah. Right. And, and Bill Lawrence produced it. Donald Fazian is in it. Uh, Turk from Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, and so it's basically like they put these kids in high school and they have to deal with emotions and they have to deal with growing up these famous people, but they know their famous people history and they're like trying to live up to it. Yeah. And like Gandhi is this like party, like finger guns all the time guy. (laughs) And like Cleopatra's the hot girl and she like walks around with her tits out all the time. And like (laughs) Joan of Arc is the weird dark girl. And like, she's like goth and like, uh, (laughs) and then they have like the ancillary, the ancillary characters are like uh, Genghis Khan. And they like send they send Genghis Khan into a beer distributor to buy beer for their party, and he's like, he walks in and he's like, uh, "I need the beer, right?" And uh, they're like, "Okay, here here's a keg." And he's like, "I'm not 21," and he runs away. And then like, <laughs> and then like he puts on like a fake mask and he comes in with a sign that says, "I am 21." And the the, the cashier's like, "So you're 21, right?" And he goes, "I am 21." And then they give him the beer and they're, and then he goes, I'm not 21. And he runs away. Like, it's just the dumbest fucking thing. But like, they have so much, uh, like dashboard confessional, uh, taking back Sunday, like all the, all the emo stuff from like 2000 to 2002. And the, the soundtrack is awesome, but the show itself is super funny. And it's all the characters from scrubs just, in cartoon form, like, um, like Cox's wife. And I can't remember her name, right? Jordan. Yeah. Jordan. Yeah. She plays Cleopatra. I think her real name is Christina Miller. That sounds about right. Uh, something generic, Uh, (laughs) but, but she plays Cleopatra on the show and like, so it's everybody except like Zach Braff (laughs) basically. (laughs) And it's just a killer killer. Like, it's only two seasons long. It's like 16 or 18 episodes or something. Yeah. And it's fucking hilarious. Cool. I have to keep an eye on that. What's it called again? It's called Clone High. And apparently they're going to remake it at some point. Oh, interesting. But I have no idea. I don't. Uh, like, I hope they do. Because I will watch the shit out of it. But, yeah, it's so funny because there's, like, the principal and he has, like, ties to the shadowy figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, like, this whole thing and that. Like there, there's a ton of like gags throughout the the series, and like the whole thing is just ridiculous. But it's also like very musical based, right? Like we're talking about, right? There's a lot yeah. of this, like it feeds into the like emo vibe because they're all teenagers and they're like coming of age and they're trying to figure out like, oh, oh, how can I be like my predecessor and all this other right. stuff. Like so, it's. It's very much this like hit you in the feels type of thing, but everything like all the characters just play perfectly as teenagers. And so like you have uh, George Washington Carver is in an episode and he's like talking to a peanut and the peanut has like arms and legs and it's like dancing around and like, <laughs> it's just, there's so many ridiculous things that happen in this show and it's just so much fun. Uh, so that one definitely look out for <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of Zach Braff, have you have you seen both the movies that he's like written, produced, and starred in, etc.? Garden State, and then um, Wish I Was Here. No, I've not seen either. To be honest, really, um, I know Garden State is a Kevin Smith joint, but I don't. Was it? I'm pretty sure it was. I don't think Kevin Smith was involved in that one because Braff wrote, directed, 
starred, produced, did the music. It was all pretty much himself, like by himself. Uh, and then Garden State, I wish I was here, was more of like a spiritual successor to Garden State. Um, Garden State is that was like one of my favorite movies of all time. It's so good. It it's funny. It's like to, it feels a little bit dated now. Like it's the way he describes it is like Garden State's a movie about like being in your twenties and like you know feeling lost and like not knowing what you want to do with your life. And then Wish I Was Here is being in your thirties and like having like a family and everything and like still having all these these problems and not like you know feeling like you have a place in the world, but like you know, dealing with it in a different way than you would when you're 23, 24. Um, um, no, yeah, no, it's it not. Is, yeah, that's that's not the one I'm thinking of. <clears throat> but no, dude, if, if you're going to watch either of them, watch Garden State, because it's so, so good. Again, the soundtrack is spectacular. Like, uh, who, all, who all does he have in the soundtrack? The, the Shins? You really put the Shins on in that one with uh, New Slang and uh, Caring is Creepy. Um, Coldplay, like early Coldplay is in there. Like he uses Simon and Garfunkel song in there. It's, it's a really damn good movie with a really damn good soundtrack. Wish I was here is a little bit more corny, but it's still like an entertaining film. It's kind of sad, but like, I think they're both on Netflix or Hulu now. So yeah, they're worth checking out. Uh, I'll definitely have to look for it then. Cause that, yeah, I, I don't know what I was thinking of with garden state because yeah, it doesn't seem like that was anything that Kevin Smith was involved in. So, <laughs> shit. Now I'm now I'm sitting here thinking like, what was the movie with Kevin Smith involved? Um, there's one with him that I think sounds like it would fit. Like it was part of like that uh, view a universe that like he has like all his movies are in the same universe. Um, let me yeah. see if I can find that real quick. Well, I thought Garden State because he's from New Jersey. But yeah, all of them are sort of set in New Jersey, so there's uh, obviously like it's not Clark. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> all rats, dogma, chasing Amy. Um, you're gonna say it, and I'm gonna be like, "Oh fuck!" Of course, that's it. It's that, but, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, like the Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back and Reloaded and or rebooted and- Jersey Girl. That's that's it. That's the one I yeah, was thinking. Yeah, that of. one is um, Ben Affleck, Liv Tyler, George Carlin. Yeah, I've never seen that one. Me either. Uh, so yeah, I've never seen Garden State or Jersey Girl. But okay. yeah, that's that's where I got the two confused for sure. Huh. Uh, <laughs> all right, so Tyler, I, I feel like we've covered everything but beer right now. What? <laughs> That's all we do here, man. I know. I know. I appreciate it, actually. No, this is a lot of fun. And I'm glad that I got to clue you in on Clone High because Clone High is one of my favorite, like, early 2000s MTV late night cartoons. And, like, before South Park was a thing, Clone High was that thing. Like, yeah. And if, if Bill Lawrence didn't get signed on to do Scrubs, he would have made 45 seasons of <laughs> Clone High. Like, it would have been that popular. But as of right now, I, I got to say, I am tired. I am kind of drunk. I'm so drunk myself. Uh, so I, I do have to work tomorrow. <laughs> well, I was going to ask if you, were, if, you had, if you were off tomorrow. No, I am not. So thank you so much for, for having the bonus episode with me. Absolutely. Uh, I, I love doing these because it, it really lets us open up into like what isn't really part of the weekly recap. So I, I appreciate doing these episodes. I think that people get a kick out of them because we get a lot of listens on these, but 
as it were, uh, I am signing off myself uh, here. I'm going to call it. So <laughs> do you have any, anything else? Yeah. Ask you. So this is episode 157, you said? Yes. So I want to be on before this, but for my fourth appearance on the show, can I be on episode 182 and we can do a lot of Blink-182 talk and pop punk? <laughs> yes! Yes! Okay. Let's do it! That's only in for that whenever that happens, but that's like 30 episodes away, so I want one before that. So. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. We're going to do... Episode 169 is going to be Night of All the Guests. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I, I think right. uh, we're just going to call you in 10-minute increments. And okay. so you get 10 minutes on FaceTime with us as we do episode 169, and then we're going to hang up on you. No matter what you're saying at the 10-minute mark, you're getting hung up on. That, that I, I'm speaking this into existence right now. This literally just popped into my head. So if it That's doesn't great. happen, then don't quote me on this, but it's on <laughs> the internet. Uh, but this sounds like a great idea, right? Like episode 169 is going to be uh, 169 minutes long, yeah. which is two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> we've, been, we've been on FaceTime for like three hours now, so we can do that, bro. I know, I know. We can make it happen. But I'm saying every 10 minutes, we're going to get a new guest on, and that's going to be their 10 minutes of fame, and that's it. We're just going to... I like that. Boop, I got a boop, boop. So get me in that, and then I want a whole... I want to be on. You can have other people, other guests too, but episode 182, we're... We're yes. talking about beer for like five minutes, and then we're going to just like dissect like we did two albums. Dude like Ranch? Album. All day. Dude Ranch give, all day. Give me Enema over everything. Uh, you're right. You know. I am right. I know no, I'm right. I, 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 can't, I can't fault you for that one. Enema's um, an unskippable album, dude. There's but, not a song that I would ever, ever skip. No, you're right. No, 100%. I, I still think that Damn It might be their most recognizable track. Uh, from a fame standpoint, it's all the small things. From a great, like a best song to be known for, it's easily damn it. Damn it's so much better than all the small things. So all the things sucks. It's so, a bad oh no, it's a terrible song. It's a terrible song. It's catchy as all get out though, and they failed it, and that's why they're rich as fuck now is because of that song. So my favorite story, my okay, let's let's just get into it now because we're going to. <laughs> my favorite Blink One Eighty Two story is "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket." When they went in to pitch it to the record execs, they were like, yeah, we can't market this album. We need at least two hits to market on this album. And Mark fucking sat down. Or was it? Yeah, it was Mark. Mark fucking sat down and wrote um, Rock Show and First Date Uh. in in the fucking office and was like, okay, these are your two hits. (laughs) <laughs> and then the rest of the album is great. Those two hits fucking blow. Dude, they're not even bad. Like they're like not as good as like the, the, the deeper cuts on that album. If you can call them that, are so much better. But both those songs also kind of fucking slap, dude. Right. Like, but it's like don't that, you don't want to fall in love with a girl at the rock show, dude? No, everybody wants that. Everybody wants that. If you if you don't want that, you're fucking lying. My favorite, is, my favorite is that on the Untitled album, uh, they told him they needed like a hit song, and Mark and Tom both separately went and like wrote a song to like be like, this should be a hit. They both wrote about sex, and it became feeling. Yeah, yeah. Like Mark's was like the more like passionate, you know, like uh, you know, like like slow, like chill type of thing, and then Tom's was like aggressive and like 
uh, I'm on the floor, you know, like you know, on the bathroom mirror and all this shit. Like, uh, and but like, they mix them together and it started fucking awesome. All right, we need to save this for the 182 podcast. All right. Yeah, but there's plenty <laughs> more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Tune in in 30. Five yeah, episodes. Thirty weeks, you'll still see you guys. <laughs> Just tune in in thirty-five episodes, and you will yeah, find I'll, out. I'll see um, you guys in like what is that? Like June of twenty twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be that long. That's it. Better not be that long. Man. I, I mean, it, it might be that long, honestly, because that's like that's like a half a year. <laughs> so right. we're in October. It's fun, man. I love doing these, man. I appreciate I, you having me on. Hey, thank you so much for coming on, uh, Tyler. Creekside beer, go go check them out. Um, buy your beer from them. Cheers. <laughs> As Family Guy would say, uh, get your milk from her, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> is that, is that um, Hillary Swank? Hillary Swank, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we we've both had enough beer tonight. We're going to bed. <laughs> All right, Tyler. Cheers. Thanks again for hanging out tonight in the uh, the creepy basement um, <laughs> across FaceTime. That's it. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna clink the glass because I don't have anything in my glass. So either I'm out. All right. Well, we will see you guys next week for episode 158 with another guest. Thank you. Thank you.